For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's off to McCaffrey. There he goes. It's a C-back This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. And welcome into a preview Thursday edition of the Carolina Panthers Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Desmond Johnson, Jonathan Stewart, Skylar Callahan in the house for you to get you ready for Panthers versus Cardinals 405 kickoff this Sunday on Fox. We'll give you all the latest there. Some news and notes with the Panthers from this past week. We'll give you an injury update on one Mr. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, A couple other players, too, we'll give you some updates on as well. Uh, and since it's Thursday, it's tell them why you're mad Thursday. So we'll get into that as well. Each of us has uh, something that we want to get off our chest. We do it every Thursday uh, afternoon for you. Shout out to the Believe Podcast Network at uh, at Believe Networks and at Believe Sports. You can follow us or any of the 31 other NFL teams that now have a podcast on the Believe Network. Catching on the SiriusXM app or SiriusXM Radio. I think Believe has a channel that's just running these uh, these episodes now back to back to back 24-7. So you can actually listen to multiple Believe uh, NFL podcasts uh, as we go through this right now. And there's an NFL player attached to each Believe uh, podcast. Before we get into everything with Carolina Panthers and preview this game, let's talk about our sponsors over at Bet Online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contest events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, B L E A V 50. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. And where we start is some info. Skyler just came back from Panthers practice. Uh, the biggest news, of course, Christian McCaffrey popping up on the injury report again. What's the latest on Christian McCaffrey, Skyler? And uh, I think he has like a thigh injury. Is that what's going on? Yeah, they uh, they left him with the thigh. He was uh, did not participate in practice the first two days Um or Wednesday and Thursday, he did show up at practice today. It was regular in his regular jersey, no red jersey, no green jersey or anything like that. So um, he was he was limited from the portion that we got to see really wasn't much. He was playing catch, kind of just standing there. Then he did a couple of, you know, vertical sprints, nothing, nothing very uh, telling. So we'll see what happens. Um, he's actually speaking right now uh, to the media. So. Um, I, I, had to, I had to run home and get some stuff done, so I wasn't able to stick around. But um, I, I would expect him to probably play. Um, 
how much, I don't know. I think the weather too. Matt Matt kind of brushed it off and said that you know the weather's not going to play much of a decision unless it was like a snow game. But I think at the end of the day, you've got to be very careful, um, especially with a guy that's had a lot of injuries the past two year past two years. If the weather is going to be as bad or maybe worse than people expect, then I would be very cautious with him. I would think by Sunday that, uh, and, sh- and you know, our thoughts, of course, with everyone that's in the path of Hurricane Inn, I think all three of us are within the path of it. Uh, you guys are down into the Charlotte area. I'm in the Triad, uh, the Greensboro, Winston, Salem, High Point area. We're going we're gonna to see it with tropical storm force winds uh, probably in the next six to ten hours. I would think it's going to start coming through here. Uh, so definitely our thoughts and prayers are with everyone that's within that. Please seek safety if uh, – if you can uh, definitely get out of the way of the storm is a very large storm. That's already reformed into a category one uh, in the Atlantic. Um, you, you mentioned too, Skylar uh, LaVisca Chenault uh, yeah. is on the injury report as well. And I hadn't seen that yet. What's going on with him? Yeah, he has a, let me see if I can find it back here on my thing. He has a hamstring um, officially questionable for the game. They feel pretty decent about him, um, But if he's unable to go, we'll probably see, Chuba back on kick return and uh, Shai Smith maybe gets a couple of opportunities too. But that's that's going to be a big loss, I think, more than people expect because I think they really want to increase his reps and his workload on offense as a receiver. So we'll see what happens. I, I don't think I, – I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is a good question for Stu. When you play a, a 4 o'clock game – compared to a one o'clock game. How much does that make a difference if a guy's a game time decision? Like does that the does the extra three hours actually help or does it not even matter? That's a great question. Um it does help. You know, you have to think about the men- the mental scope of it all, right? Um you wake up yeah. in the morning, you have a whole morning to to move your body around, get the blood moving, get the mental get your mental focus on, you know, what you gotta do. Um no it helps for sure. I mean I'm pretty sure you guys even you guys haven't taken hits for half of your life. When you wake up in the morning, I'm pretty sure you scoot to the bathroom, right? Yeah. Especially you, Desmond. I know your back be hurting a little bit. Uh, I can hear it right now. Y'all can probably hear it. (laughs) But um, so I mean, I think just the natural way our bodies are. Um, when you wake up in the morning, you you kind of have extra sense of you know awareness that man i gotta get my body going whereas you know if you have you know an extra three hours you know you have some time so the mental prep is is one thing but i mean if you're really really injured um really doesn't make a difference you know so i think you know from what i hear you know uh christian you know with a thigh bruise you're not going to practice throughout the week, mainly because you don't want to re reaggravate your your thigh. Um, you, you can accidentally run into someone, you can accidentally fall down, and you might have a, a minor setback because of it. Um, so I can understand why he's sitting out of practice for those reasons. Um, you know, my my instincts tell me that he he will play. Um, you know, this is a meaningful game, uh, and so. Uh, LaVisca, you know, with, you know, if it's a hamstring soft tissue thing, I think if it's something that he's like feeling tight or whatever, um, you know, you got to take the the necessary steps to make sure that he doesn't 
do something to limit his chances of playing. <laughs> so, if you, so if a guy, so so if a guy like that is saying, "Hey, I'm, my hamstring's a little tight," you know, the head the head coach better be thinking, "Okay, if, if you're feeling a little tight, we need to gear off this week on practice. Just make sure you're mentally in it." because we want to utilize you on Sunday, especially after this past Sunday. No, um, I played linebacker and tight end back in my yeah. days. Like, I, I didn't have the ball in my hands all that much. Did you ever yeah. have any thigh injuries? And, in, like, how how much does yeah. it, like, affect you as a run? Oh, thigh, thigh bruises, boy. Man, I've had a lot of them. But that's also why I wore – Huge thigh pads when I played. <laughs> um, everybody was going. I couldn't see. I couldn't understand why some guys would wear the tiny thigh pads or no thigh pads. Um, They're I crazy. Wore the big, I wore the biggest thigh pads possible because <laughs> I've had my share of thigh bruises, and you know you're able to play through them um, to a certain extent. You know, it's just one of those things where if you're playing in a game and you definitely get a helmet to your thigh where you bruised you're coming out of the game for a couple couple plays <laughs> so um but and, and the good thing is he's not they're they're not traveling so he doesn't have to be on a plane um of any or any of that nature cuz when you're on a plane traveling with the thigh bruise those things can can actually end up being worse worse off so um I'm trying to remember when it happened in the game because I don't remember a play where yeah, McCaffrey looked hobbled or something. Yeah, Matt didn't even know because we asked about it today, and he's like, "I I don't think that they ever told me a specific moment or play when it happened." So, and knowing yeah. McCaffrey, he might have been like, "It might have happened." And he didn't tell anybody, you know. At sure, first, it could have like, happened in the first quarter. And we would never know. Yeah. And all that like, adre- and especially all the adrenaline, <laughs> all the adrenaline pumping throughout a game. I mean. You wouldn't know those types of injuries have occurred until after you settled down, anyways. So, well, let me ask both of you guys this then, because let's say, let's just say McCaffrey's limited on Sunday instead of completely out of the game. I, I would imagine if he was at practice today with no jersey on, that he's going to be available in some form on Friday, but probably not, you know, 100%, which yeah. means you've got Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard available to lift the load a little bit. Which guy would you want to see get more snaps? Because Foreman kind of came in with the reputation from last year of kind of, you know, kind of carrying the Titans while Derrick Henry was out. So we were kind of geeked to have him here. And we really haven't seen him that much. And then Hubbard gets the snaps, but they're, they're spotty. So And we've seen, we've seen him last year, so we kind of have an idea of how he can run the ball. But we haven't really seen him run behind this line. If you had to choose between those two guys, which one do you want to see get more, more reps? I'll let Stu go first. I'll, I'll say I want to see Dante. I want to see Dante Foreman get the, get some reps and see him carry the ball. Carry the ball because I mean, last year, like you said, you know, for the Titans, he looked really, really good. <laughs> I mean, at yeah. times I was like, "Oh, dang, Derrick Henry's back in the game," but <laughs> <laughs> but but it was him. Um, and so I definitely want to see what he can do. Um, you know, and and, and just kind of, I mean, we we know what Ch- uh, Chuba can do, um, and I think either one. Will, would be able to spell McCaffrey, but um, I just want to see them utilize that backfield a little bit more, um, you know, creative in the sense that every time Chuba's in there, we know that it's not, a, he's running the ball. Right. Like, yeah. Switch, yeah. We need to switch, switch some of that up and maybe having Dante Foreman come in 
maybe that's a good opportunity for them to switch things up. Uh, yeah. Well, I, go think, ahead. I think uh, a by committee approach is probably what's going to happen or whoever gets the hot hand, you know, certain things like that. I think if you get late into the game where maybe you have a lead, you probably want Deontay Foreman in the game so he can get you those extra yards, convert third downs and, and stay on the field. But to me, man, it, it's tough because I, I, I liked what I saw to Deontay in, in preseason and training camp. I like, I loved what I saw last year. I think, me and Desmond talked about it when he was going on that, that stretch run where he was starting games. And I was like, man, this dude looks like a starting running back. Like yeah. he runs like a starting running back, just runs hard. Um, but I want to see Chuba because last year he kind of got thrown into the fire as a rookie. He really wasn't ready for that situation. And he had some things he still was trying to work on. He was still kind of getting back from that ankle injury that he had in college. Contact balance was kind of a problem. Wasn't very good as a pass protector. Not really good catching the ball out of the backfield. Those are things that he worked on this offseason. And I talked to him about it a lot during training camp. And he's like, I'm focusing on becoming a, a complete back. And though it's very limited, but what we saw those two runs last week, he had contact bounce. If you remember, he, he almost fell to the ground. Yeah, he had the hand on the ground, picked himself back yeah. up. Yeah, that's yeah right. it was a good run. Really, really good run. So I, I want to see I want to see at least fifteen carries from Chuba. I want to see at least ten to twelve from Deontay, and heck, I mean probably even more. If the weather's bad, that's that's going to even lead into it more. But as more as much as the passing game struggled, I'd just run the ball a hundred times. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, follow the same plan you did last week because that plan that they did last week that you can use that for yeah. any team in the NFL. You know, running the ball. Yeah, come out running the ball. Let the defense play on fire. If it is still, you know, if the elements are still kind of dictating how you play this game, it falls right into Carolina's plans because I think Arizona wants to throw the ball like a lot. So if it is that way or still windy or something, you know, use what you have to your advantage. It's clear our offensive line is more of a run block line than a pass protecting line. So lean into your strengths i don't know if they did it by accident last week or if they decided hey this is what we should be doing let's do it i need to see it again so last week they came out with a statement handed mccaffrey the first couple times kind of set the 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 mentality of the team and that kind of carried over i'd like to see the same thing i'm kind of with uh with both of you i want to see them both but uh i'm interested in foreman we haven't really seen him we kind of know what what chuba's going to bring to the table i do like the fact that he's in his second year and he's a little bit more comfortable uh, with everything, and he seems to have settled into the role of being that that second back. But I'd like to see more Foreman. I'd like to add yesterday, um, Deontay's kind of a quiet, reserved guy and hasn't really said much whenever we got the chance to talk to him back in preseason. That means yesterday, he's a dog. That, that means he's a dog. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, though, in the locker room, dude was, like, all energy, like – just elated. He was so stoked that we actually like had a crowd forming around his locker yesterday. He's like, man, I ain't used to this. He's like, let's go. He probably, so He probably thinks in his head he's going to play because of the yeah. McCaffrey stuff in his mind. He's like, I got to, you know, let's giddy up. I'm getting ready to get out here and make something happen. So if if you haven't, go, go check out the, uh, well, I don't think I put it up there yet, but I'll have it up right after the show. I'll, I'll put up the, the, the interview. He, he just looked like he was ready to go. He just seemed like, you know, he was yeah. ready. Yeah, let me let me let me throw this out there too, uh, Desmond. We got to apologize for saying Deontay's name wrong. 
What, what was that? No, I said Dante. It's Dante. I said, is it Dante or Deontay? Deontay. I thought it was Dante. Dante Foreman. Uh-uh. We're yeah, really yeah. bad with names on the believing. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Yeah, man, listen. We know who you are, though. So don't. Player hey, six. Player twenty-three. Hey, we have to discuss. Deontay, I watched you play. Don't, don't take it personal. I, I just bad with names, man. Hold on, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna Google this before we I'm go. Not I'm not a politician. I'm not a politician. I Deonta Foreman. D apostrophe O N T A. Don't don't feel bad. The last three years, I've been calling. Stanley Thomas Oliver Stanley or spelling it as Stanley. I didn't realize that it had a, a second T in there. It's Stanley. Oh Thomas. wow, man! Oh yeah, there it is, right there on uh, ESPN. Stanley. Totally <laughs> 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 yeah. I think it's Deonta. Is it Deonta? Man, you got to find this. Out. You're in the locker room, Scott. You got to just ask him straight yeah, up. Man, like, go hey, ask him. Hey, it's Deonta. Like, we do the we do the Believe podcast. We keep saying your name. We're afraid we're saying it wrong. Please pronounce it for us. So I can take yeah, it back to the crew. It's, and, it's Deontay. We asked him. Uh, I think Joe. I think Joe asked him the first day what it was. Yeah. He said it was Deontay. Okay, so I've been saying I've been saying Donta. Yeah, so I've been saying. Don't worry, man. Just apologize. Yeah, I'm. Just, yeah, my bad, man. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like every week, I'm gonna apologize for something with the Panthers. I probably should put that in our tell them why you mad. I got something different though for this week. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. It's Thursday, so you know how we do at the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. Tell them why you mad Thursday. Uh, then we'll get in our Panthers uh, Cardinals prediction for uh, for Sunday. Um, in our group chat, you guys were talking like you got something set already. I was coming out of a, a high school football game. All the all high school football games got moved to, to Thursday night because of Hurricane Inn. And uh, actually, my kids are running around the house right now because they ca- they canceled school up here, too, for the day. And it hasn't even got up here yet. So I can only imagine what it's like further south from where I am. But uh, which one of you guys want to go first on uh, tell them why you're mad? I'll go ahead and speak up. Man, listen, Miami Dolphins. Uh-oh, tell them why you're mad. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. The Miami Dolphins organization needs to be investigated. Now, four games after you have your franchise, quarterback, leader, talent, human being, he has an injury that is on film where his head hits the ground. I don't know what protocol they went through for him to be back in that game, but it was, it wasn't right. Um, You know, I think sometimes we get so caught into protocols and policy and rules and, and whatnot to where, I mean, you can look at any rule, any policy, any protocol and point out things that are wrong. Right. So at some point, we got to look at this concussion protocol and say, hey, a little bit of like mindfulness and a little bit of like, you know, treating people like human beings needs to be put into this process, too. Like, there's no way that he, he went through a, pro, a, 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 a concussion protocol. Um, he followed a script um, and, and so did the team. And you got to be able to, at the end of the day, protect the players from themselves, too. And, you know, what's, what happens is you got guys, that, the fundamental thought and belief is that you don't want to let your team down. You don't want to let the fans down. Like, this is your brain we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we 
are so in our heads as it is as athletes. If you feel like, oh, my body, my knees are moving, my 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 ankles are good, my body feels good, my head's a little foggy, but hey, sometimes that happens. I feel like I can go. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's the mentality of a player. You got to be able to protect the players from themselves. And I don't know what needs to really happen, but there needs to be a legitimate, you know, agency that is out there um, set apart from the team, set apart from the NFL, set apart from the players that are making some types of decision for these guys. And Scott. he shouldn't have been playing last night. I mean, you know, before I even get to Scott, cause I didn't see the play. Uh, well, I was calling a football game uh, and I'll probably go back and look at it here in just a bit. I saw the stills on Twitter, people posting pictures and stuff and just kind of describing what happened. And I did see, uh, the aftermath of his hit last week when he we got up and was trying to walk off and stumble to the ground. I was like, man, he needs to get out of the game. And I think he came back in that game, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yep. um, yeah. The Dolphins got some explaining to do, and hopefully two is all right. I think the last thing I heard on the radio coming back from the game I was at last night was that he did have feeling in all of his extremities, uh, the ruling of a head and neck injury. But uh, we'll see how long it takes before two is back on the field. Uh, I, I, and on one aspect, I get it because Miami's like, oh, we're, we're, everybody's talking about us. We're undefeated. You know, we haven't been here in a while. Tua wants to play. The whole player mentality, like you just said, Stu. But on the other hand, like you also just said, you know, player safety's got to come first. So uh, yeah. it's a tricky situation. We'll see what happens with Miami. And uh, it's con- it's too, there's too much. Com- there's too much confusion as far as you know what lines to follow. There's too much confusion, yeah. and yeah. it needs to be cleaned up. There's too much talking, and then not enough money and and thought going into this um to me last week's game there's no way he should be playing in that game there's no way he should be playing four days after that game um everyone in the whole entire world saw that play and said to themselves hmm how is he playing still? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, another problem is how many people were saying that before that play happened. I think a lot oh. of a lot of it's in hindsight, like, oh, he shouldn't have been playing. But if he no, got that I, game unscathed, I'm, I don't think anybody I would think, even be. I think every, everyone in their mama, when I saw the play, I'm like, oh, you want to know what's wrong? When I saw that play and I saw him go back in, I said, oh, typical NFL. Oh, you mean from last week when he got Last week. From yeah, last yeah, yeah. week. I meant like I said to myself, when he was playing the day. I mean, that was only four days. They were playing on a short week on top of it. So, but yeah, the, the thought process is oh, typical NFL and typical whoever's in that organization that wants him to play. Yeah. I mean, or, how long is the concussion protocol? Isn't it even like five, six day thing anyway? Usually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> anymore. They That's why I'm saying he didn't go through really, any protocol for a concussion. Uh, he went, yeah, they through, didn't even enter him in it. I thought it was a week. He went through a back and he went through a back and ankle <laughs> protocol. Yeah, that that is not what was wrong with uh <laughs> with Tua. So we'll we'll well good thing is he seems like he's gonna be all right. Yeah, seems like it wasn't God you know, bless him, yeah. yeah, bless so him for that. Luckily, so hopefully it's a lesson for the rest of the NFL teams that, that saw that happen uh last night and can you know make sure that it happened with their players, be a little bit more responsible. Skyler, tell them why you mad, son. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad, son. So I don't know if we brought this up before on here or not, but it's kind of go. It's going to go along with uh, the player safety. Why do we still have turf fields? Hmm. I don't understand. Ooh, I'm here for this. I, I yes, because let's go. Two years ago, I was like, 
I was on the other side. I was like, why do we still have grass fields? Like the turf just looks looks nice. It's easy to keep up with. Um, players supposedly feel like they play faster on it. I like when I played on turf, I thought I thought I played faster. Don't know if that's actually true or not. Probably not. But then I started watching all these injuries go down, right? And we're seeing it almost weekly now where guys are tearing their ACLs and MCLs and all these other things. It's getting to the point where it's it's almost dangerous to even step foot and play a game, an NFL game, or even a college game on turf field. I don't know why they do this. It's not like the NFL is lacking for money to, to keep up with a grass field. Major League Baseball is probably – I don't know. What would you guys say? The third most popular sport in the, in, Amer- in, the, in North America right now? And um, Yeah, I guess NFL and college football. And then, yeah, I guess. Well, and, no, actually, I don't know. It might be lower than well, that. Professional, <laughs> professional. So, like, oh, professional, NFL, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. NFL, NBA, MLB, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. MLB, the third most popular sport right now, can afford to keep up pristine condition with grass playing surfaces. Why is the NFL not able to? I don't understand that. These are guys' livelihoods. <laughs> like, I think what's that? happening is is that you're seeing stadiums turn into event spaces, right? So, that's a problem. and so I think that's what the, you know, that's how you make stadiums more profitable by having events, concerts, and all those things, which is good for cities, right? Really good for cities, and really good for, you know, just keeping you know a city thriving. Um, especially when you have sports teams that are doing well. And, I mean, it just makes everything more active. Um, but I'm with you. I mean, you look at the Arizona Cardinal Stadium, right? Oh, yeah. They have, they have roll-in roll grass. They they water and get the sunshine of their grass outside and roll <laughs> that puppy back in when it's time to play football. I think Vegas does that, too. Yeah, I mean. Who's doing that? They have, don't they have retractable roofs? Can't they just grow it? In the stadium, I mean, and then- <laughs> but but they they they've they've man they understand. I mean, someone understands both concepts of the stadium can house events and it needs to have grass fields. What's they the, thought that through before they built it and before they found a spot to to build it. And I think you know going forward, you know, I think those are things that people need to take into consideration when it comes to building these stadiums. Um, Stu, what's no. the worst uh, turf you've ever played on? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the New Orleans Saints turf. Ooh, Superdome? The Superdome. Um, is it even, does it even feel like grass? Like, nah, I, like play, Does it feel like you're playing on grass when you get tackled on turf? It was like no. a rug. Like yeah, a yeah I don't think that would feel good. Like, <laughs> you tackled a rug for three hours. The way my feet, like I legit, I showed up on injury reports all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and mainly because my feet just were sore. So, <laughs> like, hey, coach, hey. I, ain't, yeah. I ain't got it today. I, I'm not making cuts. I'm not jumping. I, I can't. I can't do that, especially the older you get, man. Um, the impact that you have on that surface, you know, there's no spring. There's no give. Just think about your joints, man. Every time that you're making a cut, every time you're getting tackled and, and piled up on, that and turf does not do any good. Just think about the surface under the turf, too. Yeah, it's yeah. cement. I mean, you're playing on cement, <laughs> pretty much. Like, I mean, we 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 have a arena football up here in the summer, and they're playing, you know, of course, on basically concrete uh, with a carpet rolled out. 
And then some <laughs> of the high schools up here are starting to try to switch their stuff to turf. And I'm just like, no, don't do it. Nah. Like, don't don't start these kids on this path early where they're playing on turf fields. You actually see it a lot down in Charlotte. There's a couple of Charlotte schools that uh, were built in the past 10 years. And the the football field was built first. <laughs> and then they built the school around it. And the field itself is like a turf type of field. The only time I can remember being on a field and running around a couple years back, uh, my wife uh, and her family surprised me with a trip to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. And then, you know, they've got that turf field outside of it. So you can kind of run around, take pictures and whatnot. So me and my, my kid was a toddler at the time and we were running around the field and I'm realizing there's these, these little, I guess it's supposed to simulate dirt, but it's like little black pellets or whatever that's in the turf, yeah. I guess. To uh -huh. give you like a drip. And the only thing I could think of is what if that gets in your eye? Like what if, yeah. you know, like, get, cause you get people get tackled there on the ground they're doing this and that. Like, what if it gets like, like, because it was just a little it has, and, it, and it has it does get stuck in your eye every now and then it didn't, <laughs> so. it didn't, it didn't feel like it was it's little rubber pellets that are just in the turf um yeah. speaking of high schools i got something that i'm mad about that happened last night yeah i'm gonna tell you why we mad son. i'm gonna tell you why we mad son. so i was telling you guys when i was i was driving back uh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put the team's names out there or anything for for any part of this segment because it is high school and it's more of an overwhelming thing I'm getting sick and tired of seeing and hearing stories, especially the past year and a half of fights breaking out at high school games, youth football games, uh, peewee pop Warner games. I have seen in the past two years, um, my company tobacco road sports radio, we do a lot of high school football broadcasts and we do it across the state of North Carolina. And last year there was an incident we were in Charlotte actually doing a game. Uh, a local team from up here was down there playing one of the top teams in the state. And there was a situation where at the end of the game, for no reason, a guy drives by with some huge police type pistol and just starts shooting in the air, like behind the, the, the stadium. So you can hear it. I can hear it. I'm on the air and I had to go back and listen to the broadcast. You can hear the gunshots in the broadcast as we're, we're doing the call. And we're just seeing kids running and all this whole scene develops of just, you know, just chaos basically. Last night, I'm calling a game. Again, I won't go into who I'm calling, but if anybody knows me and they're locally, they know who I was calling for. And in the game itself, same thing happens. Fourth quarter, home team's getting blown out. Their stand's empty. We're thinking they're just leaving early. Turns out it's a bunch of younger kids that just didn't want to sit for the game. Something had been circulating on social media or whatever. I should have known when I got there because it felt like a military presence when I got to the school. There was so many sheriffs in like military gear walking around. And I just thought it was a it was a big game, two undefeated teams. That's why they're here. Turns out there was something going on on social media amongst these kids that were circling around. So people kind of had an idea of what was going on or what might happen. So when fourth quarter got there and the game was out of hand, a lot of the home fans left. They didn't want to be there for whatever was going to happen after. The other kids remained, didn't leave. They're just mingling around the parking lot while the game's going on. I'm in a live call. I look over and I see a huge sea of people just fighting over by the concession, oh. like 40 kids like fighting. And uh, as they're, they're doing that, you just see this plume of pepper spray come out across the crowd and these kids just scatter or whatever. And it just turns into just chaos again with these kids fighting. My point being, it feels like, and I've said this before to my wife and to other people, school administrators, it feels like the year and a half, these kids were out of school because of COVID mentally messed up a lot of kids and we're not really confronting what is going on with the kids from high school level all the way down to elementary school. It's not natural to, to go to kindergarten on zoom. It's not natural to, to expect these kids to just bounce back and everything's normal. They've been affected by this. And I think a lot of the stuff we're seeing in these games, the, the, these crowd 
fights and things that are going on. Something happened in Greensboro two weeks ago that was similar. And I woke up this morning and found out another school over across town in Winston-Salem had the same thing happen in their parking lot where a massive fight broke out during the football game. So it's going to get to the point where they're going to start taking football away from us. So y'all got to gotta figure this out. Parents, kids, figure this out. Don't come to the football game looking to do this. This is not, you know, WrestleMania or whatever. This isn't back in the day, you know, we're all going to meet at Eric's house and you're going to fight in the front yard. Like, it's, it's unnecessary. And, like, you're ruining it for a lot of kids, like, that aren't involved in that kind of yeah. stuff. You I mean, know, what you're seeing is, what you're seeing is, you know, the, the, the socialization piece that has been missing for these kids for that time you know it's huge in their development um how how do you handle you know confrontation like how do you cope you know Mm -hmm. what you're what we're gonna see from this covid and lockdown and stuff is how do people cope how do kids cope did they learn how to cope with someone saying i'm not your friend i mean obviously that's very low totem pole or whatever, but you got to learn how to deal with things. Um, and just, which, which at, which at the end of the day means it is what it is. Deal with it, but deal yeah. with it with the right way. I think um, that's the problem that they don't know how to deal with failure. Like we yeah. all, we grew up, you know, knowing that the world's not going to, you know, not everybody in the world's going to like you. Yeah. Uh, you might not be the most popular. It's not all like what you see on TV or social media. I think that's warped their minds in terms of what it's supposed to be. The instant gratification. Yeah, instant gratification, instant friendships, instant best friends, instant appreciation. Nah, that thing doesn't happen overnight. (laughs) It's all for likes. I see people all the time, especially I'm around these high schools so much. I'll see kids sitting beside each other, texting each other. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like right beside each other or facing the text each other, having a conversation. I'm just like, wow. This is where we've gotten to with everything. And I say all this and I've got all this uh, stuff that I do that's going across the same platforms that I can't do half the stuff I do without those platforms, too. So it's a double edged sword. Uh, I know I know we're running up against it here. We got to get our predictions in for this game and keys to it. Uh, Let's start with you, Skylar, real quick here. Cardinals, Panthers, 4.05 p.m. kickoff on Fox. The Cardinals are one and two. Uh, They've won the only home. I mean, the only road game they've been on. Panthers are one and two as well. They're one and one at home. This is the third home game in the past four weeks for the Carolina Panthers. It, it feels like a must win too. All of them are must wins. Uh, <laughs> Skyler, what uh, what is the key to this game for a Panthers victory Monday? I think it's about having a balanced approach offensively. And uh, the reason I say is everyone's going to look at the, the numbers for Arizona's defense and just immediately think you can throw the ball on them. I, I don't think that's the case. When you go back and look at who they've played, Kansas City Chiefs, that's Patrick Mahomes. Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr. Uh, Last week with the Rams, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. Like, they've played legit offenses. Teams are going to give up yards. They're going to give up points against those guys. So, I I don't think you can just sit back, especially with how they've thrown the ball the first three games. You can't just sit here and say, this is the week that they're going to figure things out passing the ball. So, you got to be a little bit of balanced offense. And I think defensively, it's it's kind of just been what you've done the last two weeks. Don't need to change anything. You know, don't – I don't think there's need for any need for wholesale changes. Just continue to do what you do. Um, maybe don't give up, you know, six explosive plays. But outside of that, you know, harp on trying to get turnovers again, create extra possessions, take care of itself. Um, I'll go with the prediction. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, what's your prediction? I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Um I'm going to say 20, 
26, 23, something like that. Um, I would fall in line with how when we do lose that would so you yeah <laughs> so it's kind of a one of those we're gonna lose last second field goal type things again uh yeah something like that I I just think at, at the end of the day oh, Carolina's God. offense has so much so much to go. like prediction <laughs> Kyler Murray Kyler Murray's in that offense even without DeAndre Hopkins is a lot to deal with and. Just now, Skyler, I'm about to jump through this camera and, and take your hat off and, and smack you. With I'm like, what you doing, man? You can't pick the cards. What's, what's happening man. here? Man, Desmond, let's kick him <laughs> off, man. We, we, we'll talk about the rest of this. Make it right, Stu. Like, what, what's what's going on here? What's the key to uh, what's the key to Panther well, victory? First of all, I'm gonna give my prediction. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's got to wash my eyes. Yeah. yeah. It's make- I'm gonna say 24, <laughs> 10. Twenty four ten. 17 or less. 17 or less, the, baby. This is the game where we have to start fast um, because we're playing a team that has a history of not starting fast. Um, and I think partly their problem is coaching Cardinals. Yeah, definitely coaching. When you have your quarterback throwing 58 times in a game. <laughs> something ain't going you're, something something not working in, in the play calling. <laughs> Which means, to my point, he's making he's making the right throws. He's on the run. That's one of the keys too. Is actually find your that quarterback and chase him down and don't get tired. <laughs> if if you're tired, tap out and bring somebody else in that can chase him down because he's going to be running and that's one of his strengths, right? And so. Um, throwing on the run and all that, making plays happen, extending it. Um, but I think you want to put them in a position to where he's throwing the ball 58 times. Mm-hmm. And, and part of that is stopping the run. James Conner is still a dog. I don't care what they got going on. I don't care what they've done the first three games. But if you let him get physical, let him – you know, get that that engine steaming. He will run, and run for a lot of yards. Um, so I think stopping the run will help us maintain the offensive coordinator <laughs> to where he's <laughs> to where he's calling some bull crap. Um, so that's what that's that's my keys to the game is 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 really on defense. Yeah, throw the ball fifty eight times. Uh, 58 times, just don't give up any explosive plays, stop the run. And on and on offense, you know, given the weather, run that rock, okay? Run the rock. If they're sitting back there and they're cover two and, and, and zone or whatever it is, um, you know, hit those flat sevens, keep them, keep those, those, those safeties back there, um, and then set it up for the underneath routes, right? Um, underneath yep. routes, get some checkdowns. I want to see more checkdowns this week um, with the backs. Um, get them involved. Uh, you know, some 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 motions. Get the the receivers. You know, f- you know, flying across the ball so that way the middle. You know, the linebacker core is kind of confused and you know wanting wanting to follow the play, I guess, and um, get them confused a little bit, and that will set up the run. Uh, obviously in the play action. So um so I'm looking at uh the 
the the the the line and everything here it looks like the weather won't be a factor they're saying game time weather is gonna be 76 degrees and sunny in charlotte on sunday so i guess they're saying that ian will be pushed out of north carolina by then so i don't think it'll be them playing in conditions like um they'll run the ball yeah run the ball i still want them to run the ball although i will say the cardinals you mentioned it earlier about the teams they played they're still giving up 287 yards uh, in the air uh their defense and i again i don't know if that's so much who they played a, a lot of that might have been kansas city because they lost 44 to 21 week one to uh, pat mahomes i think he threw like six touchdowns or something nuts in that game um i would for me honestly we're both averaging the same exact points per game 20.7 the cards are giving up a lot more than we are 29 uh, a game and again that's slanted a lot because of that kansas city score i would i would try to get more of these wide receivers involved uh this week yes depend on the run game first and foremost but we still haven't seen Rashard Higgins very much I don't know where Terrence Marshall Jr. is like it's getting to the point where I'm like are they gonna trade this dude like was he even supposed to be here because it feels like he was a Joe Brady pick and now that Joe Brady's not here he's just been lost in the shuffle and I, I think he was hurt during training camp and that pushed him down the depth chart but really it feels like Sha Smith is the set is the third wide receiver and LaVisca Chenault is like right there now too where does that leave Terrence Marshall? Like, I need to see him if he's going to be on this roster. Do something. Like, he showed a lot of promise last year. And yeah. Rashard Higgins, there's no reason why Rashard Higgins should not be in this rotation. He actually has rapport with Baker Mayfield. Like, if any of the wide receivers would be one that Baker would be the most comfortable with, it's Higgins. So get him in the game. Get him. Get him involved. Um, yeah. Hopefully McCaffrey's all right because it is a completely different offense for Carolina when he's not out there. Even if he just has to go out there and be a you know, a 98 NBA finals, Scotty Pippen decoy where he he is just like, he can't do nothing. But Mike is just like, Hey, just be out here <laughs> because if you're not out here, we look completely different than if you're, if you're not out here. I think that's, I think, I think with like the receivers that we got DJ Moore, LaVisca Chanel, get those guys running some jet sweeps, get those guys motioning across the backfield because that, what that's going to do is it's going to create more space, um, you know, at the line of scrimmage for for guys to run uh, and when you open things up it actually limits access to your back of getting hit and beat up yeah. on and all those types of things so i'm not a huge like i'm not too high on jet sweeps because it takes away carries from the running back <laughs> <laughs> but in this case going into this game this is an opportunity for the offensive coordinator to get really creative and what he wants to do to protect his guy, but still utilize his guy and stay and still stay on board with who your identity is, which how we talked creative, about earlier. How creative can Ben McAdoo be? That's that's the question because I yeah. I don't know if he is very creative. They did do that weird triple reverse thing last week that I didn't yeah. expect to happen. We don't got to do anything too crazy. Just do a jet sweep. Yeah, the boys going crazy fast and take that hand off. <laughs> that's on the wall. We're gonna try this trick play. Yeah, just sweet you know, to the left because you know, do, do it when JJ Watson there too. Because you know he's gonna just be standing at the line of scrimmage waiting to bat the ball down. <laughs> that's facts. That's huge fact. He's actually listed on the que- on the he's questionable on the uh injury report play. for, for Arizona. Play. I'd imagine he's gonna be in. AJ Green is doubtful. Uh, James Conner's questionable as well. Rondell Moore, Rondell Moore and Greg Dortch, a uh, name that people up here, Wake Forest fans, would recognize. He's questionable as well. So uh, we're going to get out of here. Oh, I didn't get my prediction. Um, 
Carolina, I think it's going to follow the path of like last week where I think the defense is really going to show up uh, and harass Kyler most of the day. Uh, 24-13 Carolina. I'm going to go with it. They got to take advantage of all these home games. Like I can't keep giving these home games away. Like three in the first four, (laughs) like we got two and two is best case scenario just the way we lost those first two games. I'll feel a whole lot better about the season after Sunday, if we win and we're two and two, and the two losses were by, by a combined five points on two field goals late in the fourth quarter, that's a completely different outlook than what Arizona will be looking at, where they got blasted by Kansas City, uh, they lose to the Rams, and then they come to Carolina and lose. That's a different outlook altogether. So I'm I'm hoping we can do the same thing. Still following the 17 point and under rule uh, that we apparently have in the Matt Rule era that they can't score 17 points, and actually the defense must have heard that because they're only allowing 19. So there you go. <laughs> so we'll see if they can keep this going through the rest of the year. We're out of here. Panthers, Cardinals, 4.05 p.m. kickoff on Fox uh, in Charlotte. Weather's supposed to be great. Get out there if you can. We'll recap it on Monday for Jonathan Stewart, for Skylar Callahan. I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been listening to the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. Keep pounding. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.